Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Uh, We have Dr. Todd Cooney back, and today he's going to be talking to us a little bit about homeopathy with our senior older dogs. Um, I know I have a very soft spot for older dogs um, and our seniors, and I actually have several seniors right now um, and have rescued a few seniors. So I am really excited about this topic because I know that many other people have seniors, and we want to be able to give them the best life that we can. So welcome, Dr. Todd. I'm so glad you're joining me again. Hey, thanks, Sam. Glad to be here. Yeah. Okay. So as we get older, we become a little bit more less resistant to disease. And so I want to kind of get your thoughts on how has homeopathy maybe helped you know, with the function of the immune system and helping some of these senior dogs that are struggling a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's um, it's like anything else we do with homeopathy. You know, the goal is to help the body in its constant effort to fix itself. You know, the body is designed to to do that, just to self-repair, self-maintain, and it's constantly doing it. And thank goodness we don't have to think about it and direct it ourselves with our own thoughts. And dog, you know, animals don't have to either. It's it's hardwired into the, the body, into the organism. And that's the job of the life force. You know, life force just keeps things in repair, keeps things uh, in balance. But when it gets out of balance, then that's when homeopathy can help because it can help uh, move things back in the right direction. So... Yeah. Well, and I know that they, you know, a lot of our dogs, you know, they have, they sometimes have, they struggle getting up after they've been laying down for a little while, or, you know, they have some, a swollen ankle or a swollen, you know, knee and all that kind of stuff. What are some of the things um, that you found that kind of just maybe help them along? Um, Well, well, yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of a lot of remedies that can help with older dogs, <clears throat> of course. And and older dogs are a lot like older people. You know, as people age, a lot of times they start collecting medicine that they have to take, or you know, this mm-hmm. prescription, that prescription for the aches and pains, and and so a lot of people will come in and they expect the same thing for their dog. You know, they think their dog is going to get this drug or that drug, mm-hmm. or they've read about different drugs online or something, and they'll come in with an older dog with various problems. And, and we talk about, you know, how we want to treat this with homeopathy because we can help stimulate the body to heal itself instead of just blocking symptoms, which is what the drugs will usually do. just block symptoms and, um, or disrupt the immune system even further in a lot of cases. Right. So, um, yeah. And homeopathy can really help. It can help a lot with older dogs that are struggling with different, um, issues and, pain and things like that. Yeah. So it lets them, you know, lets them stay more comfortable as they get closer to the end of their life. And 
and doesn't cause negative effects. So that's a big thing is definitely because yeah, that's the thing that I sometimes see. And I know a lot of pet parents get frustrated with is, you know, they'll put them, you know, maybe their dog is, is, you know, showing signs of slowing down or maybe in some pain and they, they get a prescription med and then now their dog is just comatose, you know, and they're like, gosh, Mm -hmm. I've, I've lost that personality and, but they don't know what else to do. And so, um, you know, it it makes sense that, yeah, we're just over prescribing and then the dog isn't even participating in life, you know? So, yeah. 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 The dog, the dog just, uh, like you said, they're not themselves anymore. And, and, um, you know, unfortunately what, what people call side effects of medicines, aren't side effects at all. They're just plain effects. Yeah. <laughs> effects of the medicine. They're unwanted effects. So they're called side effects because they're not what they, what they want. Exactly. It's not the intended effect of the medicine, but, but the medicine will have all kinds of effects. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's like homeopathic medicines that can treat more than one symptom. Um, drugs will cause more than one Right. Effect a lot of times. So. Yeah. I like the yeah. way you put that. That is so true. Because we yeah. think about side effects, but really it's the effect. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. There's nothing side about them. And um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and the sad thing is, you know, our dogs just don't live long enough. You know, even though sometimes they live to be 12, 17, it's still not long yeah. enough. And So, and the other thing I think we have to realize is that, you know, a lot of times our dogs become seniors. Sometimes it's, you know, seven, sometimes it's even younger, depending Mm -hmm. on the breed. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't think about that, you know, because seven is still really young in our Mm -hmm. minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things we should be doing maybe um, as our dogs kind of reach some of those senior years? Well, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you can do. The, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, getting, getting to that point where your dog is a senior, say you have the dog since it was a puppy, mm-hmm. you know, raising it up on a good diet, trying to avoid as many harmful things as you can, you know, in the form of chemicals and drugs and vaccines, um, right. just a healthy, you know, a healthy lifestyle for the dog. They're going to be a lot healthier as they get older. But you still may not totally dodge a bullet as far as bad things happening. You know, I see it all the time and it breaks my heart. Someone who's done everything perfect for their dog and and then the dog ends up really sick, you know, cancer, you know, something really bad, Mm -hmm. kidney failure. Um, So these things happen. And, and, you know, uh, a lot of the common things that older dogs struggle with are similar to things that people struggle with, like, you know, certain types of dementia and dental problems, losing their hearing and eyesight, heart disease, thyroid, kidney, arthritis, diabetes. You know, it's a it's a familiar list to a mm-hmm. lot of folks because they've either experienced it themselves or someone in their older person in their family's experienced it. Or right. they've had other dogs that have experienced it. You know, a lot of a lot of dog people who've been around dogs all their life have had multiple dogs. And so they've been through those senior dog years more than once. Exactly. Yeah. I know. And it's heartbreaking when that, when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, one it's th- horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. One of the things too, um, is that, 
you know, sometimes it can be the sign of normal aging. And then other times Mm -hmm. there's more underlying chronic disease. How do you maybe determine the difference? Um, Well, normal aging usually is, um, yeah, that's a good question, though. It's kind of a sliding scale. I mean, I think sometimes you could have a, a dog who is not aging gracefully, not aging well, and has some chronic problems, but maybe they're not too bad. You know, they don't really bother the dog that much. They're not that debilitating. They're kind of mild. Mm-hmm. And so that to me would be more like normal aging, you know, wear and tear type things on joints and heart murmurs, things like that. Um, where other times things really tend to get bad, fall apart fast. And I would say that's not really, you know, normal aging. That's, mm-hmm. that's more, um, more serious kinds of chronic disease. <clears throat> and most of the ones that are like that, I think, you know, are due to uh, malfunctioning immune system, which, you know, can start early in life mm-hmm. or it can, or it can pick up later in life. And, you know, this is something, you know, we've talked about a lot before, but it's really made worse by vaccines. And of course, um, it, it really makes me sad to see an older dog who, um, is struggling with some kind of disease and then they go into their to their uh, local clinic and the vets say they have to get all these vaccines. I know. And it just kind of pushes the dog over the edge. So Yes, I know. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. I just met with a client this week who's her dog has just been, you know, itching and having all sorts of issues and mm-hmm. um, she just got all of her vaccines and I just, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. just... It, it, it really hurts me, you know, to see it because I think, how can the, how can they really do this knowing, I mean, I guess they don't, either they don't know or they're just, you know, turning a blind eye. Um, but it really does yeah, make it manifest so much greater. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just don't think there's a lot of awareness, you know, in the conventional world about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, even now, with you know, vaccines, they're denying bad effects of vaccines mm-hmm. and in people. And when it's, when it's pretty obvious that it really is causing problems. Um, so the same with animals mm-hmm. and it's, it's easy to see it if you compare to animals that don't get vaccinated, mm-hmm. you know, compare the health. It's like uh, with children, you know, vaccinated children versus unvaccinated children. There's really no comparison it's as so far true. as their level of, level of health Mm -hmm. but not too many of those studies are trotted out there to talk about because it's kind of embarrassing kind of Mm -hmm. embarrassing for the vaccine folks exactly yes because it's so obvious yeah Um. yeah so and i love how homeopathy just kind of helps kind of push the the you know vital force life force however you want to call it it kind of pushes it along um, and you can see such a difference, you know, especially when you get that mm-hmm. remedy that seems to be the, the one for your pet. Um, you can just mm-hmm. see it's like they're, they've got a sparkle in their eye. They're, you know, their gait is, you know, you know, they just walk better and they, you can just tell they feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and, and the best part is, is that you're not getting all those nasty side effects from all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so if I know it's 
it's really um it's eye-opening whenever you see it yeah yeah well and and that always is one of the biggest things i i struggled with with conventional medicine when i was doing that it was putting older dogs on strong drugs and then watching them struggle with mm-hmm. the effects of those drugs mm-hmm. watch them you know go into kidney problems or liver problems or something because of the medication we thought we had to give them mm-hmm. you know like they have to have this we don't have anything else and now i know it's not true you know there's other things we can use exactly which, which won't require monitoring blood work to make sure you're not making things worse yeah <clears throat> And along with that, I do want to mention, um, you know, as, you know, again, we get older, as our dogs get older, there is a point when, you know, you just want to make them comfortable. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're getting close to the end or whatever. But from what I understand, there are, th- there are homeopathic remedies that can help even more than some of the prescription medications. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a number of remedies that are famous for helping older dogs, you know, get through their um, last stages mm-hmm. and kind of doing it with grace and probably with more ease than they would otherwise. And you know, we just we just came through, you know, losing our 17 year old dachshund and, mm-hmm. and treat him with homeopathy the last couple of years and just watching how he did you know and he did really well and he was real strong right up to the end i mean he he almost didn't give us any warning that he was ready to go he just mm. um he just uh and a lot of them will do that instead of getting worse gradually they'll get worse really rapidly and then they'll pass away and that's that's what happened with him he um we call it falling off the cliff you know <laughs> instead of going downhill slowly they just fall off the cliff and you know it was hard, but he but he didn't have a long period of being, you know, sick and miserable. Right. He was really good up until about the last twenty four hours, and then and then he went real fast. Um, and I think that's I think that's more normal, you know, than wasting away slowly with chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's probably more the way it's intended, but. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want is long-term suffering. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, kind of like in that movie, Grumpy Old Man, where they were talking about their neighbor who died suddenly of a stroke and they said, yeah, he was lucky. Because <laughs> 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 they're both struggling with their products. Exactly. Disease. And I mean, not to mm-hmm. make light of it, but I, no, I you no, know, it's, stroke it's no and fun. cancer seem to be two common things that, um, I mean, cancer oh, yeah. is one of the top. Um, yeah. You know, Cancer's so what about number one? Yeah. For dogs yeah. now. It really, oh, it's, yeah. it's just amazing how many dogs are passing from cancer. Um, yeah. What do you find with those dogs that, um, <clears throat> I guess, kind of helps them through that? Well, I mean, unfortunately, you know, a lot of them, and I've talked to a lot of other homeopaths about it too, with their experiences. And, and a lot of times the best you can do is, is just, um, palliative treatment, you know, mm-hmm. palliation where you're, you're making it better, but you're not going to cure it. Usually you're just making them feel better. And, um, you know, things, things are going to 
get worse eventually. Mm-hmm. But you're making them feel better in in the meantime, and you're doing it with homeopathic medicine, which um, isn't causing all the nasty effects of drugs. So right. the dog feels better overall, and their body stays stronger for longer because you're not making it weaker with the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is a hard thing whenever you do have a dog with cancer and, you know, you're trying to, you're faced with all of the options. Yeah. It's very confusing. And a lot of people get thrown into that situation and they're just overwhelmed. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much to think about and they want to do the right thing. I mean, everybody wants to do the right thing and and no one wants their animal to suffer. Exactly. You know, those are the, those are the two things I always hear mm-hmm. um, from everyone. Yeah, because if they didn't care, I mean, they would they wouldn't be even talking to me. They wouldn't be there in the first place. Exactly, and it's hard because you're getting a lot of pressure, you know, and it may be that there's a lot of pressure to, you know, surgically remove something, and and so you start to question, you know, what if I didn't, you know, uh, you know, could Mm -hmm. they have lived much longer, you know, or what if I Mm -hmm. did, and you know, so it's just there's so much that goes with that, so. I think it's important, yeah. you know, for people to realize too that, you know, um, there's a lot that homeopathy can do. Um, you know, yeah, I exactly. I recently lost a dog to um, she had a carcinoma tumor in her lung, yeah. and you helped me a lot with, you know, some homeopathic treatments, and her prognosis was not very good, and she mm-hmm. actually did very well for four months. I mean, very well. <laughs> She crashed mm-hmm. at the very end, but, um, you mm-hmm. know, there were days I didn't, I forgot she had cancer, you know, she, it, she mm-hmm. was doing really well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it proves that there are remedies that can really assist the immune system and assist the, you know, battle force yeah. and, you yeah. know. Yeah. And there, and there are homeopaths in certain parts of the world that are highly successful treating cancer. But they're not, um, they're not held back. You know, they're, uh, most of them are in India, India actually, because India really supports and encourages homeopathy, mm-hmm. unlike here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the States, a, you know, a human doctor, they can lose their license for treating cancer with homeopathy. Hmm. If they, if they say that's what they're doing. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but over there, I mean, they have cure rates that are, 75% and higher for a lot of cancers, which is unheard of here. No kidding. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they're very aggressive about it. And um, it's just a different situation. So oh, yeah. it, it can be done. Yeah. So, but a lot of times with cancer, especially since that's such a common thing in dogs, it's it makes sense to talk about it. But a lot of times it's pretty advanced by the time, you even know it's there. That's you know, true. By the time it shows up, it's it's advanced, and and the their vital force has has not really shut down, but it has allowed it to happen. And right, and it's hard to get that vital force stirred up to do something different. You of know, course, try to yeah, get this under control. So that's that's why a lot of times we just end up doing um, you know palliation, where we're mm-hmm. just trying to make them feel better and maybe slow down the progress of it a little bit. Right. And, you know, it's a sad feeling when that's all you can do, but because we always want to fix everything. Of course. Yeah. So, um, 
but I think I still think it's it's better than using drugs because in my days of conventional practice, you know, that's all that's all we had. I mean, mm-hmm. we had steroids, we had pain medicines, and that was about it. Yeah. And so. And, the, and there's limited. a whole host of issues that comes along with that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just can't tolerate that for very long Mm-mm. most of the time. Yeah. So. so if you would like, maybe we could kind of go through some of the homeopathic remedies <clears throat> that you've seen that work really well for senior dogs, depending on different situations. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, I happen to have a list here in alphabetical order. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Um, well, a few anyway. Um, and since we're starting with A, Arnica is at the top of the list. Um, everyone's everyone's uh, well-known remedy. And, and usually Arnica we think of for trauma and injuries, and it is very good for that. It's one of the first remedies you should give after any kind of an injury or trauma, and even with older dogs. But um, one of the things a lot of people don't know is it, it's really a good supportive remedy for overall function for like the musculoskeletal cardiovascular systems, which are real important. It helps maintain muscle tone, so uh, cardiac muscle or skeletal muscle, so it helps them maintain muscle tone and strength. Hmm. And it can be real helpful, too, with um, respiratory um, or heart conditions. So a lot of older dogs that have, you know, congestive heart failure or something like that, they can really be helped by Arnica and it probably just helps them with aches and pains too. It, yeah. Um, it can help with the stroke syndrome that older dogs will have sometimes and the dizziness or imbalance that they, that they have. Right. Um, yep. Uh, bleeding from any cause, I'm just kind of going through my notes here, but, mm-hmm. um, any kind of bleeding internal, or external harnick is a good remedy to keep in mind, uh, congestion, breathing problems from congestion, upper respiratory. And you wouldn't think of arnica for that, but it's a good one. And, um, a lot of dogs too, when they're painful, they kind of have this fear of being touched. Like they anticipate if you reach out to them, they, they might cringe away or scream or try to bite Mm -hmm. because they're anticipating um, pain you know Mm. so and they might be restless they might not want to lay in the same place very long they keep adjusting and moving around can't get comfortable um just dull mental dullness lack of response to normal things um so, and it, another thing that's nice about Arnica, it can support the effects of other remedies. So, especially in acute situations, a lot of times we'll alternate Arnica with another remedy. You know, we'll have them maybe give Arnica in the morning, give the other remedy at night, something like that. And that works real well a lot of times. Hmm. Well, I remember you and I having a conversation um, at one point, and you had mentioned that Arnica is actually something to give really good to give ever so often to your dogs is it just kind of wakes up that vital force a little bit more and and i do that every now and then they all get a little bit of arnica good yeah 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 and i i take it every every now and then myself too Uh, especially if i'm hurting but sometimes if i'm not hurting and if i just feel you know kind of tired or fatigued or worn out um 
you know, instead of taking a five hour energy drink or something, we just take a little arnica. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a great one to keep in mind. So, um, yeah. So a lot of people tend to put it in a box of just being a trauma and first aid remedy. And I think mm-hmm. it's much more than that. So that's, that's a good definitely. one to remember. Yeah. And you don't have to shy away from higher potencies either. And a lot of people will think older animals should only have lower potencies. But if you have, you know, if you have access to higher potencies like um, 1M or 10M, those are really good. And a lot of times they're, they're, they're the best potency for older animals because they'll work faster and last yeah. longer. And you won't tend to have aggravations that you see with um, repetition like you will with uh, lower potencies sometimes. Okay. Good. So anyway, it's kind of a side note, but okay. Well, the next one I have is arsenicum, arsenicum album, mm-hmm. which is the most common arsenicum remedy, and it's good for general support, just to support the constitution, the overall function, especially in cancer cases. So um, dogs that uh, need arsenicum usually have have lost weight gradually and they get tired even with a little bit of exertion, you know, they can't walk very far. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be developing more anxiety, restlessness, especially in the middle of the night. So the dog that wakes you up because he's, you know, walking around the room and he can't get comfortable mm-hmm. at three in the morning. Um, you know, think of arsenicum and then also other, other signs of trouble like fluid, fluid retention, um, Ascites or water in the belly, kidney disease. These are all common with arsenicum. Hmm. And in arsenicum, um, you know, another thing to mention, a lot of people have heard of arsenicum being good. They call it the euthanasia remedy. And it doesn't mean that it euthanizes an animal because we think of euthanasia as, you know, giving them the needle, doing the lethal injection right. type of thing. But but euthanasia, really, the, the word just means good death or peaceful death mm-hmm. and so arsenicum can help dogs that are close to death to just kind of let go and just relax and not be fearful not be anxious because death you know can be a scary thing even for a dog they i think they sense it sometimes right. and they might also sense they might sense our anxiety and our emotions as we're watching them struggle you know and we're getting anxious and we're getting restless and fearful Exactly. So yes. Our, yeah. So, so I've used arsenicum a lot. Yeah. I've used arsenicum a lot in those situations. And, um, the other day I saw a dog that, I mean, a few months ago, we sent him home pretty much sent him home to die. You know, we, we couldn't do much else for him. He had pretty advanced problems and we just sent arsenicum to keep him comfortable. And they came back and they said, that was a miracle drug. I mean, he's, he's like acting young again. He's fine. Everything's good. And it was pretty crazy. And they said they were still given the remedy once a day. Wow, that's amazing. So they were probably palliating. You know, they're mm-hmm. probably doing palliation. But, hey, the dog didn't mind and they didn't mind. And um, so that was uh, that was an interesting thing. Yeah. And back to your point, you know, that's the biggest thing is we don't want our pets to suffer. And if he can... Yeah you know, be happy in this, you know, however long he has. I mean, why not? Yeah. Well, they were, they were tickled and I was pretty amazed. I really didn't expect that to happen, but, but it did. And it doesn't happen in every case, but you know, it was, it was pretty neat to see it. No kidding. Um, 
Yeah. So, um, so that, yeah. So the first two, Arnica and Arsenica, both really good ones to keep in mind. And, and then there's a few others here we can mention. Mm-hmm. Um, causticum is a real, causticum is a good remedy for weakness. And um, especially weaknesses starts in the rear legs. And that happens a lot with dogs, especially big, big dogs, mm-hmm. larger breeds. They tend to get weak in the rear end and then they'll have some pain and stiffness. Um, they might also tend to have recurrent urinary tract problems, <clears throat> uh, infections or inflammation, um, incontinence where they're leaking urine, maybe as they're walking or as they're sleeping or just laying around resting, they might. They might leak um, stool or urine or both. Mm-hmm. So um, they can also have kind of a dry cough that doesn't really bring anything up. So these are all things real common with causticum. Um, a lot of older labs get into that state. They get into that causticum state where they fit that pretty well. Mm-hmm. They, um, and it's interesting because calcarea, because causticum, calcarea advances into causticum state a lot of times with age and a lot of labs start out being calcarea dogs, and then as they get older, they turn into causticum dogs. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it really, it really fits. And it's not, you know, they don't advance like that because homeopathy doesn't work. Because somebody might say, well, you know, if calcarea worked, why did they turn into causticum? Sure. Well, it's just, it's just the aging process, and the fact that none of us can live forever, and. Sure. You know, if you're if you're around long enough, you're going to show some signs of aging. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Uh, I I'm experiencing that firsthand. I get uh, it. Me most, too. Most people are. Yeah. So anyway, causticum is a real good one. One that you know is a great one for older dogs. Mm-hmm. Um. So next next on the list is conium, and conium conium uh, maculatum. It's uh, poison hemlock. So. Again, you'll see weakness in the rear, um, but it's more—it's more of a serious weakness that turns into paralysis pretty quick, and it, it starts in the rear, moves forward. Uh, you'll see trembling and weakness, especially in the hind legs. And conium dogs a lot of times will have tumors too, or hard, very hard, stony feeling masses. So they might have like maybe lymphoma. Lumps and bumps, uh, lymphoma, or or real firm like fibromas. They're just real hard. They're not mm-hmm. like the typical spongy, soft, fatty tumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're harder. And then they might also have some uh, urine and stool leaking while they're laying down resting or sleeping. And so these, these would be things that would kind of point you to conium. It's pretty similar to causticum. I mean, the picture looks a lot like causticum. And hmm. You might have trouble distinguishing, but usually there's there's more of a paralysis, you know, instead of a weakness with okay. conium. So that's all. Yeah, that's um, good. And then okay. we jump we jump from we jump from C to L to lycopodium on this list. This is kind of a shortened list because it's mainly abbreviated for uh, senior dog remedies. Mm-hmm. Chronic, chronic type remedies. So, um, lycopodium, lycopodium is a really good constitutional remedy for older dogs because it it has a broad range and it affects most body symptoms systems. So you could take a dog that has you know neurologic problems or 
urinary tract, respiratory, digestive, and lycopodium will probably do a good job of covering that. And so it's 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 really good when you see a gradual decline of all systems. So the dog that just seemed to be going downhill overall in general, you know, nothing really standing out at you, mm-hmm. but um, their mental state's a little more dull. But I especially think of it if there's a lot of gas in the picture, you know, the dog mm-hmm. really gassy, bloated, um, maybe not bloated, but just rumbly. People say, I hear his tummy rumbling mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, he's passing gas. They have indigestion, maybe a sensitive stomach, along with uh, trouble breathing, cystitis or, you know, urinary tract problems, muscle pain, stiffness, um, increased pain sensitivity, and um, and right-sided symptoms. So this is interesting because it's one of these remedies that has right-sided features. Hmm. And it, it might even move from right to left. So, you know, those are those are interesting things to kind of keep in mind. Interesting. Um, yeah, I like I like to look at what side dogs are having their symptoms on because sometimes it's a good clue. Sure. Left sided stuff is lacus a lot of times. Hmm. And right side is like podium. So interesting. I don't know, a good way to remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um so then next is uh Natrium Muraticum or Nat Mirror. And you you could think of this remedy when you see a combination of things like anemia, you know, or low red red counts, dog that's anemic and has lost weight. It's very thirsty, has dilute urine or chronic kidney disease. Um, just just weakness in their limbs or uh, involuntary urination while resting or walking. And this is a big one. You know, if someone tells me their dog is leaking urine. Mm-hmm. while it's walking across the floor and it's drinking a ton of water mm-hmm. and you know we we do blood work and find out it's not diabetic and it's not it's not uh, an infection it may have chronic yeah it's not it's not due to anything else mm-hmm. it it could often be due to chronic kidney disease but even so you know napmure can really help and a lot of times the symptoms will get better mm. and they'll just they'll do better um living with that tough condition, you know, chronic kidney disease. Yeah. In the older literature, there's a lot of cases of people being cured of kidney disease with Natmure, and it's pretty interesting. That is so interesting. It used to be called Bright's disease, and people, they called it Bright's disease, and there's a lot of cases of Bright's disease where they gave Natmure and they cured it. Hmm. So, uh, well, we just have a few more to go. We have Rustox. Mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite remedies because it's made from poison ivy. And when I was a kid, I used to get poison ivy all the time and I hated poison ivy. <laughs> oh yes. I know it very well. Learned, yes. Uh, I learned how to identify it so I could try to avoid it, but I would still get it anyway. Um, but it's, it's pretty much my main remedy. I mean, it's the remedy I take a lot mm-hmm. now, which is funny because it fits a lot of my symptoms. Interesting. So Ruth talked, yeah, Rustock dogs, they, they tend to have a lot of joint stiffness or pain or arthritis, uh, which is worse after they've laid around for a while. So they'll rest, they'll get up, they're real stiff, and then they get better as they move. So it's better with movement, worse with rest. Some people call it like the rusty rusty gate syndrome. You know, you oh, first right. open the gate, it's yes. real creaky, and then the more you move it, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to have soft stools. And usually they'll have some skin irritation, 
if you know what poison ivy rashes look like, a lot of dogs will have skin that looks like poison ivy mm-hmm. and have hot spots. And so it's a great remedy for a lot of dogs. We use it quite a bit. Um, interestingly, it's it's the uh, partner remedy for lycopodium and mm. also for sulfur, also for calcarea carbonica. So it's and those three are the three big chronic remedies for most dogs: sulfur, calcarium, lycopodium. And Interesting. So Ristox is. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the acute partner for a lot of those big remedies. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know. Um, and a lot of older dogs, you know, they're taking Remedil or Carprofen or something like oh, that yeah. for their arthritis. And it's just tearing them up. You know, mm-hmm. it's tearing up their gut. Tearing up exactly. Their kidneys. Yes. And so this is a really good option for them. And it can, it can be pretty simple. You know, you can just put some Ristox pellets in water and let them drink it, you know. Mm-hmm. Whenever they get a drink, they get a little dose. Right. So um, so the last ones I have on my list are the barium, barium salt remedies. And um, the, the two main ones that are used are Burita Carbonica and Burita Iodata, Iodata. And I haven't used Burita Iodata, so I can only really talk from experience about Burita Carbonica. Um, but these are real helpful in older dogs, especially toward the end of life, which is usually when people are really looking for help. And uh, so dogs, when you read the list of symptoms here, dogs that need these remedies usually have increased salivation and bleeding or ulceration in the mouth and gums, and they have foul breath, foul breath odor, swollen lymph nodes, and then many of the other signs of older age, um, powerlessness, degeneration, weakness, insecurity, and paralysis. Um these are all covered by these remedies. And so it's really a good group to know if you have an older dog. This is the one remedy that I gave our older dachshund for like the last year and a half of his life. I just, I had a little dropper bottle of Brita Carb, I think 200C. Mm-hmm. And I would just give it to him if he seemed like he was having an off day, you know? Yeah. And usually one dose would pump him up and he'd be back to normal again for quite a while. And then toward the end, it it was closer together where I was giving it to him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, eventually we switched our Senecum because he was looked like he was in that stage. So right. he was starting to get more anxious. And, but um, so Brita Carbonica, you know, uh, usually their appetite's normal, but they're losing weight. They just have some general weakness. They want to lie down more often than usual. They might be anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have a dog that's kind of paralyzed after having a stroke. Burrito is good for that. Confusion, irrational barking, vocalizing. Um, this is what we saw a lot in our dachshund, and that was mm. sometimes one of the reasons I would repeat his dose if he started barking for no reason. Right. Um, like he was confused. And constipation, so it can help with that too. Yeah. So that's a that's a good little group of remedies to keep in mind for the, the senior dog. Yeah. Uh, there's and- many others. I mean... Well, sure. I mean, there's so many out there and they have so many different uses. Um, So it is hard to to have a complete list. Um, But what a great start for, you know, so many of the common symptoms that our aging dogs are going through. This has been so helpful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just in general, I'm just going to say that, you know, I think, again, it's a matter of not knowing that there is something else um, that can mm-hmm. actually help with the symptoms that they're having besides, you know, the, the remedials and the, you know, steroids mm-hmm. and all the things that 
you know, do and unfortunately come with a host of of side effects. All the real medicine. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what some of our clients call sometimes. That's funny. They'll say, do you think we should use real medicine? I go, (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Guess what? This is real medicine. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, I know. Oh. I know, but that's that's kind of the mindset, though, that a lot of mm-hmm. folks have. Sure, yeah. You, know, you can use homeopathy for minor things, but, you know, you got to use real medicine if it's something serious. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And, yeah. yes, and you have you have been one that has taught me differently on that, too. So um, I can thank yeah. you for that, no doubt. Um, well, and I I've seen it in, my own, in my own pets. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, is there anything maybe that you would like to add, maybe just kind of in, in closing or wrapping this up today? Um, well, yeah, the, um, I mean, the main thought I had when I put these notes together was that, you know, a lot of older dogs, just like older people, they're on multiple medications. You know, they, they have a lot of different prescription things they're taking all the side side effects, which are really effects. And they're also causing not just the effects, but they're suppressing their symptoms, which drives the disease deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the imbalance or disturbance really gets driven deeper, and it can cause more serious damage to vital organs. Mm-hmm. You know, like the heart, kidney, liver, the brain. You know, the brain is kind of the highest level that there uh, that can be reached. So homeopathy can you know help with these things and help dogs get through their struggles, keeping them more comfortable and um, mm-hmm. give them a better ability to maintain balance, you know, as they, as they get toward the end of their life, you know, which they all will. I mean, hopefully you're, we're all lucky enough to outlive our dogs and not the other way around, but exactly. Um, but it's tough. You know, I talk with people about it every day, you know, it's tough to watch them get old stuff to watch them struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's no fun, No, but I think it gives you, this gives you some good things that you can do that are, you know, very positive and they're not going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, just like, you know, so many people that are listening and, you know, your clients and mine as well, you know, these are, these are part of these babies are part of our family, you know, and, and it <laughs> yeah, just feels are. so you know, you feel so helpless when they get to this point, you know, to, you know, some yeah. of the things that we were talking about. And mm-hmm. again, like you said, you just want them to be comfortable. You don't want them to be suffering. You want to do the right mm-hmm. thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's so encouraging yeah. to know that there are alternatives and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be very overwhelming because you do feel that pressure, you know, right there that you need to do this. You have to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And it's encouraging yeah. to know there are other options and, you know, you know, these, you can, you know, anyone can get in touch with you too, you know, depending on the symptom profile. I mean, obviously this is mm-hmm. just kind of a little list of, you know, kind of bullet mm-hmm. points of different things, but, you know, mm-hmm. really get with you and, and go over the symptom profile so that they can get the remedy that may be best mm-hmm. for them in their situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the ideal thing is, you know, to find that right remedy that really fits the situation. Yeah. And um, it's like finding the right key for the lock. A lot of times it just opens things up and that's right. And off you go. It's so true. Yeah. And the other thing I think that a lot of people struggle with when, 
when our seniors, you know, start to decline is, you know, their appetite, you know, they're struggling Mm -hmm. with, oh, my dog, they, you know, they might eat this for one day and then I can't ever get them to eat it again, you know, and, um, and, you know, that's where, you know, kind of we can come in um, too and really help with, you know, some of the, you know, maybe more appetizing foods that um, maybe they haven't had before. And we have a lot of options to help those really, really fussy dogs. Because believe me, yeah, I know yeah. whenever your dog gets sick, especially at the end and they don't eat, it affects mm. your entire day, you know? It does, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad feeling if, if you have ever had a dog that stops eating, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to miss a meal once in a while, right. which all dogs will do, but um, they have a dog that's at that point and they just mm-hmm. don't want to eat, you know, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. And Yeah, it yeah. is. And it's also, you know, it... it yeah. And especially after you've done, you know, maybe given them a few remedies and you're not seeing that turnaround, it is, you know, kind of a reality check that, you know, nature knows, nature knows, nature is shutting down and we have to kind of yeah. accept that. And that's, that's the hardest yeah. part for us. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we don't like death. We don't like thinking about it. We don't like Mm-mm. talking about it. No. And um, we do everything we can to avoid it. That's right. That is exactly right. Um, yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's hard, though. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's very hard. Everyone yeah. It's hard. But, yeah. But there's, yeah. I mean, the, so the next step after this talk is talking about that, you know, losing losing a dog. And we've mm-hmm. both been through that. And yeah. A lot of people have been. There's so many good resources out there, though, for that. And Of course. You know, I would encourage folks to check those out because there's a lot more than there used to be when I first got out of that school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been so helpful. Um, and I, you know, there's so many different symptoms that kind of came up in every single one of these remedies that literally I was thinking of certain dogs um, as mm-hmm. you were, you know, going through each one. And I know that someone is going to identify their dog with something that you mentioned. And so, um, I know it's going to be super helpful Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Well, thank you but again. It's great to see you helping. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, um, as always just, um, such a wealth of knowledge and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.